Well, welcome to you once again. How many of you speak more than one language? Put your hand up if you speak more than one language. How about, do you speak more than two languages? Does anyone speak more than two languages? Anyone speak more than three languages fluently? Okay, so at least there's some of you who speak two, sometimes three languages. Wow. Well, you know, I speak English. That's right, and, and that's hard enough, so, you know, there you go, right? <laughs> but, you know, I always found that languages are so complex, right? Because even when you speak a certain language, there's so many words that you don't know all of the words, right? You, you don't know all of those things, all of those words. And so, you know, language is such a, a complex thing, and the way that we communicate with each other is also complex. But how did it all start? Where did it all come from? Well, let's look at Genesis chapter 11, starting from verse 1. And if you have your Bibles, you can turn there, or you can follow on the screen, whatever you prefer. And if you are able to, would you please stand as we read God's word? Genesis chapter 11, starting at verse 1. At one time, all the people of the world spoke the same language and used the same words. As the people migrated to the east, they found a plain in the land of Babylonia and settled there. They began saying to each other, let's make bricks and harden them with fire. In this region, bricks were used instead of stone and tar was used for mortar. Then they said, come, let's build a great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches into the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. But the Lord came down to look at the city and the tower the people were building. Look, he said, the people are united and they all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Come, let's go down and confuse the people with different languages. Then they won't be able to understand each other. In that way, the Lord scattered them all over the world, and they stopped their building. That is why the city was called Babel, because that is where the Lord confused the people with different languages. In this way, he scattered them all over the world. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this day, we thank you for this time, and we thank you for each one, your people. We pray that, Lord, you would speak to us today, that your Holy Spirit would challenge us, that you would enlighten us and teach us, O oh God, and we pray that you would continue to help us to be changed and transformed in your image. We commit this time into your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Feel free to be seated. <clears throat> After the flood, God had told Noah and his sons to be fruitful and multiply. They were to fill the earth once again and to repopulate the earth. In Genesis chapter 10, we see a list of some of their descendants. We see some of them who descended from Noah and his sons, and we see a list of multiple generations that came after who were at that time now present in the world. And these people wanted to build a great city. 
they had this idea that they were going to build a big city because they wanted to be kept from scattering all over the world. And not only was this going to be a great city, but it was also going to contain a tower that was so high that it would reach to the sky or in some versions say to the heavens. They wanted to build this large tower and they were able to do so because they all spoke the same language. They were able to communicate together because they all understood each other. At one point, there was only one universal language that everyone spoke and understood. So there was one point in history, and we read about it right now, where everyone spoke the same language. Everyone, the scripture says, used the same words. Everyone understood each other. Therefore, they were able to easily work together and build what they wanted to do. Now, we're not explicitly told what that language was. We, we don't know what that language was that they all spoke, but given that language has evolved so much, uh, I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that language no longer exists. But we don't know exactly what that language was. Now, the fact that the people all spoke the same language was not necessarily a bad thing. In fact, there was a lot of benefit because they all understood each other. They could easily communicate. They could work together. Instead, they made it a bad thing by neglecting God and leaving him out of those plans. God had blessed human beings with such knowledge and wisdom and understanding. God had blessed them with so much and they were using it to work together to do great things, but those great things were without God. They were using that to work together to do great things without God. You see, the people desired fame from the city that they were building. They desired fame from the tower that they were going to construct to reach to the heavens. And that tower was to be a monument to their own greatness. It was to demonstrate how great and how amazing they were to be able to build such a tower. And when people saw it, they were to be remembered from generation to generations to come. They, they were going to be remembered. They were going to be famous and so well known. You see, that's one of the reasons they wanted to build this. The scripture says that they wanted to be famous. They wanted this to be well known. And it's important for us to be careful not to neglect God because of our possessions and or our accomplishments. Be careful not to ne neglect God. You see, God is the one who gives us the ability. God is the one who gives us the opportunity. God is the one who blesses us with the resources and the gifts that we have. And if we choose to use those things, we need to make sure that we use them in such a way that they honor and they glorify God. Because too many times we can achieve so many things in life. And you see, it's not a bad thing to achieve great things. It's something that you should be proud of, you should be happy about. But remember, 
in achieving those things, in obtaining those possessions, in working hard for what you have, don't neglect God in the midst of it all. Don't neglect the one who gave you the ability. Don't neglect the one who gave you the opportunity. Don't neglect the one who made the way for you to get it. It's important for us to be proud because many of you have worked extremely hard for what you have, and you should be very proud. Many of you have told stories and my own parents, I've heard them tell stories of how when they first came to Canada, they didn't have very much. And I'm sure a lot of you can identify with that. And when you reflect on where you were to where you are now, you can see God's blessing in your life. You can see God's faithfulness. You can see his provision. You can see how he made a way when there seemed to be no way. You can see how he always came through for you. So don't dare neglect the one who gave you those things. You see, the people who were building this great city neglected God because they had what they needed. They had each other. They had the ability to work together. They had the resources they needed. And so God wasn't a part of this great city or tower. They didn't need God's help because they were able to achieve this on their own. You see, no matter what we achieve or what we obtain, we cannot forget God. Maybe you've graduated with a great degree and high honors. Don't neglect God and don't forget about him. Maybe you've worked hard to graduate and to get and secure a great position. Don't neglect God in your job and in your career. Maybe you've worked very hard to be able to purchase a vehicle or a home or, you know, buy fancy stuff, whatever that may be. Don't neglect God in doing so. Do not neglect God. Amen. You see, we in North America are so blessed that we have an abundance of so much. And, and, and most of us, if not all of us, don't have to worry about where our next meal will come from, right? We, we don't have to worry about if we're going to have a warm bed to sleep in tonight or if we're going to have clothes to wear tomorrow or, or any of those essential things. And, and, you know, I feel that God has really spoken to me about this recently. And, and I feel that, you know, in North America, because we have so much and there's an abundance, oftentimes people don't feel the need for God because they have already so much. But when we think about countries who are, are undeveloped third world countries where the people there have no choice but to depend on God, where the people have no choice but to trust that God is going to provide a meal today, that God is going to provide something for tomorrow, that God is going to take care of all their needs. They have no choice but depend on him day by day to give them their daily bread. And because of the dependence that they have, I strongly believe that many of those people and countries see miracles that we are not seeing here in North America because they are so dependent upon God that they are falling on their face and praying and trusting and surrendering because there's nowhere else to turn. 
And if we want to see those kind of miracles, if we want to see those kind of breakthroughs, then we need to remember God. Don't neglect him in the things that you have, in the ability to go to a store and purchase something, in the ability to charge something on your credit card if you don't have the cash right now. Make sure that you remember him. Mark chapter 8, verse 36 says, And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? We can have so much stuff. We can have high positions, beautiful houses, fancy cars, nice clothes, all of the things that people run after and measure success by. But what does it gain? What does it benefit us if we have all of those things but we don't have God? Think about that. Don't neglect him. The Bible commentator writes, The Tower of Babel was a great human achievement, a wonder of the world. But it was a monument to the people themselves rather than to God. We may build monuments to ourselves, such as expensive clothes, big house, fancy car, important jobs, to call achievements to ourselves. These may not be wrong in themselves, but when we use them to give us identity and self-worth, they take God's place in our lives. We are free to develop in many areas, but we are not free to think that we have replaced God. May we be careful in all that we have, in all that God has blessed us with, not to neglect or forget him in the midst of it all. So the Lord came down to see what the people were building. He came down to see what they were doing, and he wasn't pleased. The people were working together, and they left God out of what they were doing. Instead of depending on the Lord, they were working and depending upon each other to build this great city and tower. They were depending upon each other and themselves. You see, God wants us to depend on him, not only others and our own knowledge. God wants us to depend on him. You see, we need to work together. We need to depend on each other. We need to depend on ourselves, but we cannot only do that and not depend on God. God wants us to depend upon him for all that we need. He wants to be the first call that we make, not the last call when nothing else seems to work. God wants us to trust him and depend upon him. God gives us knowledge and wisdom. He gives us understanding, but not to replace him in our lives. You see, other people are limited. We are limited in certain ways, but the God who we serve is unlimited. Are you depending upon God day by day? Are you trusting him for all of your needs, not just the physical needs that you have, not just the material possessions that you need, but are you depending upon him to help you in every way? Are you depending upon him to bring healing to you? Are you depending upon him to help you overcome that addiction? Are you depending upon him to help you get through another difficult week? Are you depending upon him to help your family heal? Are you depending upon him to do all that you need? Because he wants us to depend on him as well. He desires that we depend on him even when it's difficult, 
even when it doesn't make sense, even when we're not sure how it's going to work out, he wants us to trust him enough to depend on him. You'll know this verse, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. It says, trust, read it with me, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. In all your ways, meaning in everything that you do, in everything that you need, in every circumstance of your life, trust in him and he will show you the way. Trust in him and he will make it possible. Trust in him and he will help you. Depend on him. Because the Lord was not pleased with the people and their behavior, he decided to confuse them with different languages. See, they thought that they were all so smart. They thought that they together could build this tower because they understood everything that everyone was saying and they could do it themselves. They didn't need help from anyone else. But God showed them that they weren't as smart as they thought without him. God confused the people with different languages to prove he alone knows and can do all things. You see, God alone knows all things and is able to do all things. And yes, he has blessed us with great wisdom, but he wants to, us to remember that he is God and God alone. That he is God and beside him there is no other. And the people were acting as if they were gods themselves. That they could build this great monument. That they could do this great thing and they would receive the glory for it all. Because they wanted to be remembered. But God showed them that they weren't as smart as they thought without him. That they needed him and only God could do what they alone couldn't. Proverbs or Psalm um, 86 verse 10 says, For you are great and perform wonderful deeds. You alone are God. May we not forget that he is God and God alone. That God knows all things and can do all things. And that's why he wants us to call upon him to ask for his help so that he can help us. Have you ever thought to yourself, what language does God speak? Probably not, but these are things that come into my mind. What, what language does God speak? How does he communicate? You see, because God is the creator of all languages and all things, he transcends all languages. And the way that God communicates to us is through our spirit. And so he doesn't need to speak one language because he speaks and we hear. He speaks to us in different ways, and we have the ability to hear him in whatever language we speak, in whatever tongue we speak. And how good it is to know that God doesn't only speak to some of us, but he is wanting to speak to all of us. And so we may be different people from different countries different languages and cultures, different upbringings, customs, traditions, educational backgrounds, experiences. We are all different, yet God wants to speak to each one of us. 
Have you ever visited a country where you didn't speak the native language? And it was difficult for you to communicate. Put your hand up if you've ever been to a country where you didn't speak the native language and in some areas it may have been difficult for you to communicate. You see, communication is a very difficult thing. As I said, even when you do speak the same language. But did you know that communication goes far beyond just words? Communication is something that we do every day with the people around us, whether it be verbal or nonverbal. And it is a, a, a different a thing when you think about it because communication could be body movements, right? We communicate with our, our body. There are certain actions that whether or not you speak the language of the people, it's universal, right? Like, the, what is this? Time, right? Um, what does this mean? Hungry, right? Um, you know, what does this mean? Like, you know, you gotta go, you gotta go, right? You gotta go, right? You should learn that whatever country you're going to. That's important, right? Um, <clears throat> so we communicate by body language. We also communicate by, some of you are really good at this, facial expressions, right? Facial expression. I'm not gonna do any, but, you know, I know a lot of you are, are really good at facial expressions. You've got to be careful with those, right? Um, we also communicate by sounds we make, right? So, so you know, like, mm-hmm. Or, or my husband can't do this, but, you know, if, if you get someone upset, and some of you ladies, you know, you, you kiss your teeth and, you know, you know, so we communicate in different ways, whether verbal or nonverbal. And I'm telling you this because it's important for us to understand that our communication goes beyond words. And just because we may not necessarily speak the same language that someone does, doesn't mean that we can't communicate with them. God wants us to show love to all people. Whether we speak the same language or not, whether we have the same skin color or not, whether we live in the same neighborhood or not, God wants us to show love to all people. And it is important that we do so. And here's something I'm going to tell you. Not only are we to show love to our brothers and sisters in Christ, but we need to show love and compassion to people of different religions as well. Because that is very important. It is very important that we do that. Because how can we expect to show the love of Christ to others who, who don't know Christ if we're not putting in the effort? If we're only showing love to those who already know Christ, then what benefit is that? May we continue to strive to show love to everyone around us because God expects us to do so. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1, it says, If I could speak in all the languages of the earth and of angels, did you know angels have their own language, but didn't love others, I would be only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. So in other words, I could have all of the wisdom, all of the ability in this world, but if I don't show love, nothing I do matters. Nothing I say matters. Nothing is worth it because if we don't show love, 
then we aren't showing what God is in of himself. God not only shows us love, he not only is an expression of love, but he is love itself. And he wants us to show love to those around us. Look for ways to show love to other people. Look for ways to show love to people who are different than you are, to people who may be different in different ways. Help people who are new to Canada and don't yet know the culture here. Look for ways to show love to them. May you also be patient with people who may be new drivers here in Canada, who may have driven on the opposite side of the road in their country and are just getting used to things. Be patient with them. May we be patient and not critical of people who have a different fashion sense than we do. There are a lot of unique fashion senses out there, but that may be relevant to their country and their culture and their style. So may we be um, um, not critical of those things. Don't make others feel bad about the food that they eat, even if it's a different look, smell, or taste than what you may be used to. You see, we need to understand that we are all different. You are different and I am different. The foods you grew up eating, the things that you grew up with, the traditions that you had are different than my upbringing. And none are better than the other because we are all people. And we all deserve to be shown love and respect. We all deserve to share Christ with other people. And so may we strive to do just that. So not only did God confuse the language and causing the people to all speak different languages and not be able to communicate, but he also did what they didn't want to happen. He scattered them across the world. You see, they didn't want to be scattered, but God scattered them because now you could only communicate with someone who spoke the same language you spoke. So they grouped together and went in a different part and you speak what I speak so we stay together because now we can understand each other. And, and, and so now they were scattered all over the world. The Tower of Babel stopped. The construction of it stopped. They were trying to build this tower they were trying to gain fortune and fame and status, but all that construction stopped because God put a stop to it and they were no longer able to continue. You see, God wants to break down the towers you've been building. He wants to break down the towers that we've been building in our life and the tower can symbolize strength, it can symbolize power, it can symbolize something that we've been trying to achieve without God. And it's important that we look at our lives and ask ourselves, have I been building towers? Have I been building towers in my life? Have I been building towers against my family? Have I been building towers against my friends and my loved ones and, and those who love me, my church family? Have I been building towers against God? Have I been shutting out God and other people and doing my own thing? because God wants to break down those towers in our life. He wants to help us not do our own thing, but help us to build something great with him. 
My prayer for you is that you would allow God to help you, that you would allow God to transform you, that you would depend on God every single day, that you would look at his people, look at the diversity and multiculturalism, and, and that you would appreciate that God is a creative God, that he is a God who loves us regardless of who we are, and he wants to communicate with each one of us. Although we're all different, although we may have different upbringings, different countries and experiences of life, we are all the children of God. And together we are diverse people that God wants us and desires us to show love to each one because love is in every single language. Let us pray. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you, God, for your greatness and your goodness in our lives. We thank you that we can look to you and depend on you. And Lord, when many think about where they used to be to where they are now, Lord, we are humbled because great is thy faithfulness. We thank you, Father, that you indeed are our cornerstone, that you are everything that we could need and more. And so, Father, not only do we look to you and ask you to help us to depend on you and to do what it is that we need in our lives, but we pray that, Father, you would help us to look at other people through your eyes, to see them with love, to look past the physical, to look past the, the skin color, to look past the language barrier, to look past the clothing, to look past all of those things that we often look at first and to see them as a creation of you. And so, Father, may you help us to show love despite who we may come in contact with, despite where they may be from. And, Lord, may you help us to look for opportunities and creative ways to communicate your love and your goodness to others. And so, Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this International Friendship Sunday where we can celebrate diversity, knowing that you love us all regardless of who we are. And so we thank you, Lord, for your promises. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you that we can trust you because our hope is built on nothing less. Lord, we look to you and we bless your name in the powerful name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. God